Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sky Lounge Podcast, episode number 360, Felicity Found Foaming from Goggling, Sports and Rambles, and yes, we got plenty of Sports and Rambles in store for you today as we start off by talking about the Dodgers, Los Angeles Doyers, and yes, boys and girls, lots of intrigue happening in Dodgers land right now and last night against the Miami Marlins in the first of four in this series the Dodgers lose snapping a nine game winning streak which was fun to watch I'm not gonna lie that was great you know they took care of business all over you know at home they go to DC you had mariachi Joe Kelly right wearing that swag jacket you know, being dubbed Jose Kelly in the process, sweeping the Nationals in D.C. That was great. But you go to Miami, you lose 4-5 to five in a game that, yeah, you try to mount something there late, but just didn't work out quite so well. And it, it's a bit unfortunate because I thought, the way the Dodgers were running, maybe we get 11-game win streak. Or maybe we uh, take care of business. Maybe put that to 12 against Miami. But never, ever count out a team. Never, ever, I guess, overinflate your own hype and ego to the point of blind overconfidence, right? So, for the Dodgers, it's not horrible like the time where they got swept by the Padres and then no hit by the Cubs, but it's something to, you know, tinker and adjust, especially for today's game of the game against Miami. So hopefully the boys are ready to take care of business there. And, you know, they're taking care of business internally right now. This whole Trevor Bauer situation, not the sticky stuff, but a much more, in a, in a literal way, stickier stuff that has been, yeah, a bit, bit of a media circus shit. And, you know, I haven't really been following the story. And, yeah, there are photos of the woman just completely fucked up. I don't know who to believe. Honestly, I, I really don't. Should I care? I mean, will this affect Trevor Bauer's performance and or contract or what have you? I don't know. Maybe. Because we know MLB is run by an egomaniac in Rob Manfred, who is absolutely incompetent when it comes to the sport of baseball. And when his ego is stomped on, especially by a guy named Trevor Barrow, who's been hounding at this league about, you know, sticky substances or foreign substances and sticky stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you bet your ass the MLB is going to go full force with this shit on making sure Trevor Bauer is... Facing the full due process, which is absolute fucking bullshit because you know for a fact not all MLB players are treated the same, right? But um, any sort of um, fairness in, in how situations are treated would be great. Some sort of fucking transparency would be great. Now, I'm not defending the actions of a man who, I mean, by all accounts, like just fuck the shit out of her, but, it, and, and also kind of. By all accounts, looking, I mean, beat the shit out of her, too. I'm, I'm not promoting any of that shit here, man. But, yeah, bit, bit suspect, right? He's having a pretty damn good season. 
woman from San Diego decides to fuck and then just gets all fucked up. Yeah, right before the All-Star break, I don't know. Timing's a bit odd for me, but, you know, I wear my little conspiracy tinfoil hat proudly. And I try to question everything. And I know that's not how things are done in modern society, and especially with the mainstream where you got to follow along with the fucking emotional trends, right? Oh, he, he wronged a woman. He mean, That means he's evil. What? All right. Sure. All right. If that's how you want to look at it, as simplistic and as you know, moronic and without context as possible, sure, sure, yeah, that's fine. But in this world, boys and girls, in this waterdo of mine, we question things. We get critical. We get a little antsy. We get a little salty. But that's that's the way to go, boys and girls. You gotta you gotta be quizzical. You gotta always ask questions. Otherwise, you're gonna get fucked. Not in the good way, not in the, not in the, you know, penis and vagina kind of way, or whatever fucking genitals you want to put in there. I'm, I'm not trying to bar shit here, and fuck you motherfuckers for getting all specific with that shit. But, moving on from all the sticky stuff, we gotta talk about Roger Federer for just a minute here. Because, you know, you know me, boys and girls, I love me my Roger Federer. I think he's one of the greatest tennis players of all time, arguably. The best player in tennis of all time. I mean, yeah, you got Jokovic just doing the nasties for, I don't know, years at this point. Uh, recently, and especially, you know, when, when he had kind of that lull period. Uh, you also have Rafa, who is absolutely amazing, of course. But Roger Federer becomes the oldest man to reach the Wimbledon quarterfinals. And quite an achievement. But I want that punctuated with a win in Wimbledon. That would be great. And we all know Wimbledon is a great time over there in England. You know, tennis is rock and you got the fucking crowd going. But right now, right now, boys and girls in England, there is another event going on. I don't, I don't know if you uh, know something called the Euros. But yes, the Euros are still going on, boys and girls. And the quarterfinals are all done and dusted. We have our semifinal matchups at this point. But let's talk a little bit about these quarterfinals that's happening in England. And um, we start off with Switzerland taking on Spain. Ended one all in regulation and in extra time. It goes to penalties. Spain takes it 3-1. to one. Now, what I can take away from this game is Switzerland has that tenacity. They have that grit. They have the grind. But they just couldn't finish shit out unfortunate but when you look at the spain side i would think mm, a little bit lackluster relative to the talent relative to what you have but you know they won they won at the end they kept their composure and penalties you know got shit done and who the hell knows maybe that translates into good shit in the semis but you know that's going to be very difficult when their opponent is going to be Italy, yes, and we won't talk about the semifinals matchup in a bit here. But we got to talk about how Belgium, unsurprisingly, got ousted by Italy. I always say this about Belgium. They will always fucking fail. They will always lose somehow, some way. And there you go. They meet the powerhouse in Italy. Italy... You know, group stage is very convincing. Very heavy on the offense, but... At this point, they're just getting shit done. 
And that's what it comes down to. You don't have to score all the clutch goals and all the, well, you don't not have the clutch goals. You don't have to score all those excessive goals, you know, those three, four nil matches, but it helps to get those clutch wins, those clutch moment goals, you know, two, one, one nil victories. I think Italy has the stuff. They have the fucking character to get shit done right now. And it's going to be interesting how they match up in the semis against Spain. But let's talk about this other quarterfinal matchup between the Czech Republic and Denmark. Now, Czech Republic, very strong team too. Uh, very formidable. But I really do think this Denmark team just has a lot of oomph factor to them. Again, I think the Christian Eriksen thing really probably just unified this group together in the common cause and you know it's us versus the world mentality and i think that definitely helps um against a team that i felt czech republic was probably the stronger side you know relatively speaking but denmark takes care of business and they're moving on into the semis who yeah, it's going to be quite rough for them because you have England on the other side of the quarterfinals taking care of Ukraine 4-0. Now, I did think England was going to win, but I didn't think they were going to win this convincingly. Uh, all credit to Ukraine. I mean, they made it to the quarters. They are looking solid, you know, relative with the young talent. But, man, England just did them nasty. Just some great shit by England. And I... Can't stomach the thought of England potentially winning a fucking Euro final, man. I don't, I don't like it. I, I just hate it. This yeah. fan of Germany who had to watch you know, England beat the shit out of Germany, and then following the days after that, Tony Cruz announcing his retirement, which fucking sucks, dude. Tony Cruz was awesome. His tenure with the German national squad has been nothing but amazing, but it ends in a whimper. This Germany just got cucked. But all fairness and credit to England. I mean, they've been looking fire. They've been looking like they have been just on a mission to get something. I mean, over the last, what, 60 years at this point, it has been abject failures in every single fucking tournament. Seriously, it's been pretty awful. And you got all these English fans saying it's coming home. Hey, who the hell knows? It just might. But the semis might prove to be very, very challenging. Even for England at this point, who have been pretty damn good. I mean, back-to-back, you know, clean sheets there, right? Round of 16, quarterfinals. Who the hell knows what's going to happen in the semis? But let's talk about the semis. Starting with Italy versus Spain, which is... Set to kick off today, boys and girls. I can't wait for that match. I would think this is one of those real close battles of one goal margin. Maybe we go into penalties at nil-nil. But you're going to have two really good sides going against each other. And I just get this weird feeling that Italy just might edge out Spain. Just edge them out. But I would think this is a fairly even battle between these two squads but really pulling for italy here i don't really much care for spain but then we talk about england versus denmark now england has this funny thing called home field advantage they are playing at wembley stadium i mean this whole fucking thing is taking place in england right now so 
you have the crowd behind you. And yes, Denmark, I did say they have a unifying cause for them to, you know, do well together. But I got to think England's going to win this match. Honestly, I, I, I personally, personally fucking hope not. But England looks good. England looks real solid. I mean, they feel like they're top dogs right now. And I don't think anyone's really going to stop them. And, you know, maybe it might be an Italy versus England Euro final. I think that would be amazing to watch. But we'll see what happens in the semis that will eventually lead to the final. And that is going to be awesome. And, you know, finals are getting set everywhere, boys and girls. Of course, you have the Copa America going on right now. I'm not getting too much uh, into that shit because we all know it's going to be Brazil versus fucking Argentina. Okay, Argentina's facing Colombia today. I bet your sweet ass it's going to be Argentina winning that shit on some fucking technicality or some BS. Okay, that's just how the shit rolls. It just always does. And then somehow, somehow, you know, Brazil defending fucking Copa America champions, they're going to win that shit again. Because why the hell not? Because Argentina always just comes up short. Always, always comes up short. But... That final does not interest me. What does interest me is this amazing fucking final we're about to have between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, which is set to start today. Yes, boys and girls. I cannot wait for this NBA Finals. But, 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 Sug, you're a Lakers fan. Why would you, why would you want a Phoenix Suns and a Milwaukee Bucks? Because it's not LeBron James. Finally! Something different. It's not the fucking Warriors either. Thank fucking Christ. It's something new. It's something fresh. It's something the NBA has desperately needed. Desperately needed. And man, oh man. I can't fucking wait to see this battle between the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, the thing with the Milwaukee Bucks right now is Giannis might be doubtful. Right, and especially after that series against the Atlanta Hawks, where yes, the Bucks did take care of business in six, as the Phoenix Suns in six against the fucking shit ass Clippers. But for Milwaukee, the concern here is you know this is Giannis's first final, and without him, <laughs> Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, you know Chris Middleton, uh, Drew Holiday, and a Mike Budenholzer. Who I still don't trust. I don't trust this motherfucker at all. I think Mike Budenholzer will get properly spanked by Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns boys. You got your CP3. CP3 is headed to his first fucking NBA Finals. That is amazing. Right? So you got to motivate a CP3. You have an even younger and hungrier motivated Devin Booker who is... Making his first playoff appearance this season. Just really think about this. DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, these two cats, these franchise cats are seeing their first ever playoff series run, a playoff run, and they are in the finals. It's incredible to watch them go. And I think that level of hunger, that level of motivation is really going to push him. And, and again, not having Giannis in there, it's going to be a big detriment for for the Milwaukee Bucks. You also have peripheral pieces like uh, Mikael Bridges, uh, Jay Crowder, and 
Cameron Payne, right? Is, is Cameron Payne still around, right? So for me, the Phoenix Suns feels like that team. If they just get that momentum, I feel they're going to stomp on the Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee Bucks and probably take care of business in six or five. I'm, but I will say for official record-keeping purposes, boys and girls, I'm going to say Phoenix Suns four, Milwaukee Bucks two. And yes, that is six games. Four plus two is six. And your MVP probably... But maybe for, you know, sentimental reasons, you know, all these things and probably extra motivation. Who, who, who the hell knows? Maybe CP3 might get that MVP. And I, I would not be mad at all. I'd, I'd actually love that. But that finals is said to be just scrumdiddly. I'm just delicious. And I'm, I'm already fucking salivating at that point. I, I'm also kind of hungry right now. But... I'm also hungry for this goddamn matchup between the Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks. And shout out to my boy Jimmy. Shout out to my boy Jimmy. Long time Phoenix Suns fan. Long time Phoenix Suns fan. And he finally gets to see his team go back to the NBA Finals. Shout out to you, man. And shout out to all the Phoenix Suns fan who have been staying loyal for years. I mean, I've seen this team in the bottom fucking, you know tier of the western conference along with the lakers for years years and now you finally have a chance to win your first nba title now the milwaukee bucks yes they are aiming for their second nba title first since lou alcindor aka kareem abdul jabbar and i think this is just going to be a fascinating matchup between these two powerhouses young powerhouses in the west and east and Again, NBA fans, don't bitch and moan that your favorite fucking superstar is not there. This, I believe, is set to be a great matchup between two young teams who are probably going to, you know, stamp their longevity in this finals, of, you know, based on how injuries and all these things go. But I think this is just a blessing for the NBA. You're not going to have any of this bullshit fucking repetitive matchup. You have two franchises who have long suffered. I mean, Milwaukee Bucks, yeah, you relatively speaking, again, having that one championship still, it's better than nothing. But definitely long-suffering franchises who are finally back in the NBA Finals, and it should be a great one to watch, boys and girls. I seriously cannot wait. And of course, I'm going to have the fucking mute button on. I don't want to listen to goddamn ESP and all the fucking garbage they're going to spew out. So, yeah, I'm going to watch that shit tonight. And... I'm definitely going to be rocking one of my Lakers jerseys, uh, probably, a, probably a Brandon Ingram or Alonzo Ball jersey, but there's no salt here, boys and girls. As a Lakers fan who saw his team get their fucking asses spanked by the Phoenix Suns, I say well-deserved, well-deserved on the Phoenix Suns and well-deserved fucking ass-beating on the fucking Lakers who deserve nothing. You fuckers deserve absolutely nothing. You fucking bunch of pricks you are led by the biggest passive aggressive prima donna bitch in lebron james and holy fuck er fucking resident in ad and all the fucking trade pieces surrounding them like you really think i have any sort of fucking confidence after winning that one championship that anything positive is going to happen with a stupid ass team not really no 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 
At this point, the Lakers are probably going to grasp the straws for the next few years. Like, oh, we're going to try to get this superstar, this aging superstar, maybe plug it in with AD and LeBron. Maybe, oh, we'll win something in three years. Doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. Everybody around you, especially in the West, they're getting young. They're getting better. Uh, You might honestly, honestly get spanked by a team like Memphis in the near future Sacramento. Maybe another team like, I don't know, a fucking... uh, you know, definitely Denver again if they ever get that fucking matchup. Maybe a Dallas, right? <laughs> We're not going to talk about Portland. They fucking suck. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't have really uh, confidence in my Lakers personally. But as a basketball fan, I'm just going to thoroughly enjoy what this finals has to offer. I mean, it's either going to be CP3 and the gang winning their first championship, or it's going to be Giannis winning his first championship. So. It's a win-win for basketball fans, boys and girls. It really is. But another finals that's going on right now in in the world of hockey, which we will get to in a bit, but I, I forget before I talk about that. Nick McMillan. I know. That was, <laughs> that was abrupt, but my notepad, I'm not going in order, boys and girls. So do forgive me, but I do want to talk about Nate McMillan, uh, who was the interim head coach of the Atlanta Hawks when they were 14 and 20, 11th in the Eastern Conference. But ever since then, what happened? Well, we know the story. I mean, the Atlanta Hawks were, you know, caught fire after Nate McMillan came in, stepped in and, you know, led this team. I mean, not just him, but the entire team, of course, led to an Eastern Conference final, you know, six game series against the Milwaukee Milwaukee Bucks. Unfortunate that they lost, but the future is so bright. And the organization saw the potential and future and sheer brightness that is just shimmering from this squad led by Nate McMillan. And so they offered him a four-year deal, put him in a permanent coaching position. So best of luck to Nate McMillan. And I know the city of Atlanta, you know, they've been kind of craving for a good team. Yeah, of course, you had those runs with fucking... Oh, God, who the fuck was that dude? Paul Millsap. Yeah, and, and the fucking Kyle Korver. God. And, and that rendition of the Atlanta Hawks who were just absolutely cream-pied by LeBron James and the Cavaliers. But was it the Heat? Probably, probably the Heat or Cavs. It doesn't fucking matter, though. This is a new one, Atlanta fans, so enjoy it. Maybe some good might happen. Maybe you might be in the finals next season. Oh, who the hell knows? But that is what I got for basketball. But let's move on to some hockey, boys and girls. Of course, Stanley Cup final going on right now. And on the verge of being swept in game four, the Montreal Canadiens rescue themselves out of a huge, huge embarrassment. And I would say embarrassment because getting swept in the finals just seems like just such a fucking horrible thing to go through really does and i don't know if i read this correctly but the last time a team got swept was what 2003 or was it like 98 or some shit but you do not want to get swept in the final boys and girls you really don't in in a series against the tampa bay lightning i understand their 18 million dollars are worth i understand that they're good all around the ice but Man, getting that win was huge. In overtime, 3-2. to two. Carey Price, of course, going God mode. I, it's Carey Price, of course. But 
Josh Anderson coming up so clutch. I mean, you open the scoring in the first period. You get the overtime game-winning goal, and you're going back to Tampa. And hopefully, hopefully, not not just for the sake of Montreal fans, for the sake of all hockey fans, we get a longer series. I would love for this series to go to seven. That would be fucking amazing. But, you know, the likelihood that Montreal wins from a 3-0 deficit, very difficult. Very difficult. But, who the hell knows? Carey Price and the gang might put us a show. And, of course, you have Vasilevsky on the other side, who I'm not going to discount here. But, mm, I don't know. Something about this Montreal team, they do. They, they might do something special here. I hope. Because I did put money on them. So. I would love if some results went my way here, boys and girls. But let's not get greedy and cunty in the whole gambling business, right? Because eh, it's just small little pocket change that I win or lose. But just got to enjoy the sport. Just got to enjoy the moment. It's like that whole quote from Bruce Lee. You got to point your finger to the moon. But don't concentrate on the finger. Oh, you'll miss all that heavenly glory. And I'm I'm completely butchering the quote here. But that's in essence what we got to do with sports. Yes, of course, certain things, certain calls, certain non-calls, certain aspects of games. We get so focused and so lost in, but we just lose the entire sight of the sport in general. How much thrill it is to just watch these mindless entertainment. This is all it is, boys and girls. I love sports, but yes, it is mindless entertainment, but... Enjoy everything about it. Contextualize it. And just see that, hey, this is great. But it's not everything. But it is great. And so I'll leave you with that on this episode, boys and girls. I might put out an episode sometime this weekend. Maybe Friday. Maybe Saturday. Not 100% sure. But definitely we might need a midweek update. Especially with sports ball. Especially with all these things coming in conjunction in, in this middle of July. We're already in the middle of July. Can you fucking believe that shit? Fourth of July weekend's already over. Now we're heading to the middle of July. So, boys and girls, that'll do it for me. So, until next time, fuck off.